Wonderful Jesus, and he's truly wonderful. Hi, I'm Sister Marty, and I'm really excited about sharing uh, the podcast for today. His credit is good. We're going to start in Romans chapter 4, verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Paul concludes chapter 3, as we would reference this part of the letter, with these words. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Romans chapter 3, verses 30 through 31 in the New King James Version. Have you ever been in a conversation with yourself? You are preparing an argument that you are thinking you may have, and you try and think of all the things that person will say to you and how you can respond. This is what is happening in this letter thus far. Paul is raising questions that he believes he would be asked by these believers and even non-believers if they had a chance to speak with him. He has explained the truth that righteousness is given to us by the Father as a free gift and that we cannot earn it. As he makes the point that all are justified by faith, he realizes that some may think that this means that he thinks faith nullifies the law. Paul, anticipating this thought, tells them that faith establishes the law. However, he also knows that any good Jewish young man would know that God declared Abraham righteous long before Jesus was born or had died. Therefore, he now makes the point that Abraham was made righteous by faith, but it was on credit. Genesis chapter 15, verse six, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Paul asked the question, what then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he was he has something to boast about, but not before God, Romans 4, 1 and 2. Jewish rabbis, when teaching on the righteousness of Abraham, attributes it to his keeping the law. In spite of the fact that the law had not been given yet, they argued that Abraham kept it by intuition or anticipation. Therefore, when God said that righteousness was credited to Abraham, it was because he had perfectly performed the law without knowing what the law was. And because Paul was such a great student of the law, he argues the point before it can be made. If Abraham was justified by his works, then he truly has something to boast about because that's not how we obtain righteousness. It is by faith and it has always been by faith, even in Abraham's case. When something is purchased for our own for our own credit, you get to enjoy the object before it has been paid for. For example, when we purchased our home, we took out a 30-year loan, meaning we bought it on credit. We call it our home. We say that we bought a house. We declare ourselves the homeowners. 
And because it was credited to us, it is so. Abraham's righteousness was accredited, accounted to him by God as done. It was done because of Abraham's faith. How did Abraham believe God and obtain righteousness on credit? Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curse you. And in all the families of the earth shall and all, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. That's found in Genesis chapter 12, verses one through four. Abraham was told by God to leave all that was familiar to him, his multitude of gods, his family and friends, and his country when he was 75 years old. And Abraham did what God told him, demonstrating that he believed what God said. God would make him a great nation. God would bless him. God would make his name great. God would cause him to be a blessing. It all sounded good to Abraham and he believed that God would do it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he, Abraham, believed in the Lord and he, God, accounted it to him for righteousness. That's in Genesis 15 verses four through six. God and Abraham was having a discussion. God was telling Abraham that he was his shield and his exceedingly great reward. Abram responds by basically saying, that's great, Lord, but I don't have anyone to leave all of these blessings to except for my favorite servant, my faithful servant. So kind of like, okay, God, then God promises Abram that he will have a son of his own to leave his blessings to. And Abraham believes God. At this point, God accredits or accounts righteousness to Abram. We all know that Abram got ahead of God and had Ishmael. How many Ishmaels have been produced because we got ahead of him? Any confessors? Exactly. But God had already credited Abraham with righteousness, or as they say in the Greek, calculated him righteous, and therefore it was so. After Abraham received this word from God, he didn't stop believing God. He continued to believe God. Remember when Abraham and Isaac took a trip to Mount Moriah to sacrifice to God? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had said to him, 
And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abram, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Genesis chapter 22, verses 8 through 10. For me, this is the greatest example of Abraham's absolute trust in God. Let's recap a few details I didn't copy and paste into my post. Abraham finally had his son of promise, Isaac. God tells Abraham to take Isaac and offer him as a sacrifice. Abraham obeys. When he gets close to his destination, he tells his servants to wait for him and Isaac to go and make the sacrifice, telling them that he and Isaac would return. Isaac notices that they don't have a burnt offering. Abraham says that God will provide for himself a lamb. This is a powerful picture of faith. Abraham intended to obey God by sacrificing his son if he needed to. But in carrying out God's command, Abraham believed in his heart that if Isaac died, God was obviously planning on resurrecting him because he had a nation to build through Isaac. He also had such confidence in God that he instilled that same confidence in Isaac because Isaac didn't fight to keep from being restrained and laid on the altar. What a wonderful faith Abraham taught his son. But somewhere throughout the multitude of centuries and obeying God and disobeying God, Abraham's people lost their ability to completely trust God. Now, Paul, in Romans, the book of Romans is trying to ignite the faith of their father Abraham into their hearts. Believe God, become righteous. Disbelieve God, remain unrighteous. The same cry of God's heart that Paul proclaimed in Romans remains his cry today. Believe God, be made righteous. Disbelieve God, remain unrighteous. I close with this very special verse in another of Paul's letters. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. Here's what I believe what here's what I believe happened. When Jesus died on the cross and became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, Abraham was made righteous. It was no longer credited to his account. He was righteous. Abraham discovered that God's credit was just as good as he believed it would be. His credit was good enough for Abraham who didn't have a Bible, a church, a cloud of witnesses, nor the blood of Jesus as a constant reminder of all that God had done for him. It's even better for us. Righteousness isn't accounted to us. We become righteous when we believe. Hallelujah! Wonderful, wonderful Jesus.